2: Hello and welcome to Strategic Investor Radio. I'm your host, Charlie Wright. Very pleased you've joined us today on OC Talk Radio. Today we're talking with Joe Childrey, founder and managing partner of Probabilities Fund. And Joe speaks to us today from their headquarters in San Diego. Joe, Joe, welcome to Strategic Investor Radio.
3: Thanks for having me, Charlie.
2: So Joe, let's begin with a little of the background and history of yourself and Probabilities Fund. Tell us about it, please.
3: Sure. Well, Charlie, I uh, had the great fortune of training uh, in New York with Payne Weber in the early uh, or mid-80s, uh, and uh, then uh, was at a great firm, A.G. Edwards, for 10 years, where I was uh, a investment manager, portfolio manager, branch manager. That firm uh, was bought by wachovia and is now wells fargo i did work at wells fargo for five years uh i have always had an interest in trend following looking at patterns and uh trends for frequency and magnitude uh and uh that led me to start my own uh fund called the probabilities fund and it's based on historical patterns that uh that have repeated themselves and have stood the test of time
2: and did you to do that joe did you uh, just step out and say okay world world here's a new mutual fund send us your money did you practice with your own money did you have a hedge fund or anything like that how how were, how were you how'd you start this
3: sure so i was on a uh, trip to africa and i'd left my reading material at home uh and i was at the office and had, always had a uh, interest in, in these trends and patterns and the stock traders Almanac uh, is a Wiley publication which I highly recommend for your listeners uh, that was a book that I had on my coffee table year, for years and never really paid attention to it it has some incredible information great uh, research on these repeatable trends and patterns. So I'm late to the airport, and without my reading material, that was the book that I ended up uh, taking to Africa for a couple of weeks, and I read it like the Bible and underlined everything I could think of uh, that interested me. I started managing my own personal account uh, with some of these um, strategies and realized I, I was on to something. Uh, but, you know, when I'd go on vacation, Charlie, I would... Uh, uh, you know, stop managing it, go to cash, and come back and revive so uh, long story short, uh, I realized I was on to something and I decided to start a hedge fund uh, for accredited and qualified investors that really have a long term time frame These investors are thinking in second generation, so twenty year period is 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 uh, appropriate for these institutional investors. Um, So we we launched the hedge fund, and we had the great fortune to start that with my partner, a math PhD, and uh, we we started that January 1st, 2008, and we ended up having an up year in 2008 when the S&P 500 was down 37%, and uh, we then converted the fund uh, in December of 2013 to a mutual fund and a variable annuity as well. So now individual investors uh, without a million-dollar minimum uh, can get into the fund and add diversification to their uh, portfolio.
2: Well, first of all, uh, Joe, let me congratulate you for having an up year in 2008. I remember reading at the end of the year, well, at the beginning of 2009, that uh, there was one equities mutual fund that was up, and it was up fractionally, and it was up right at the end of the year on December 31st. One mutual fund out of the thousands of mutual funds that were actually up during 2008. So if you were up with this fund in 2008, um, you're on to something, no question about it. I can see that.
3: We sure were, and uh, we tend to, to do well in those tough years, like 2008 or 2011. We had a double-digit year, but we've never had a down year, Charlie, and cumulative uh, the fund is up around 150% since inception, where the S&P 500 is up around uh, 55%. Um, And you can go to Morningstar.com, put in our symbol P-R-O-T-X, and find out a lot about the the metrics.
2: Hey, well, thank you very much. So tell us about the fund here. Joe, how does it work, and what what makes it so unique and different from the regular uh, stock picking mutual fund?
3: Sure. Well, I think, uh, most of the time you hear about mutual funds in, in the equity space being, you know, the, the big uh, debate out there is passive versus active. And in our mind, our, our research committee, we, we don't look at it that way. We think uh, over time if you're stock picking or you're in a passive index, uh, you're going to get plus or minus about the same performance uh, year in, year out, because you're in the market all the time. The real uh, debate should be long only, meaning you know, in the market at all times, versus tactical. So what we do at Probabilities Fund is uh, tactical management. You know, your you show, The Strategic Investor, is a, is a great name, because what we do is we look at strategic uh, part of the investment cycles that have repeated, and that helps us uh, develop our buys and sells. Then we look at more event-driven, um, what we call signals, to help us pinpoint our entry and exits in the market. And when I say Tactical. Basically what we mean is we're going to go to cash to protect investors' principal if we see, uh, you know, a, a, a danger in the horizon. And uh, since 2008, historically, we will go to cash about 30% of the time, Charlie. So part of uh, the good performance is really protecting principal uh, when there's danger ahead.
2: So do I understand that you are either in or out of the market?
3: Yes, uh, we're in or out of the market. We're we're trading ETFs. So the fund structure is a fund of funds. We're, uh, our primarily uh, primary fund is the Vanguard ETF S and P five hundred. So that's the proxy is to be whether in or out, sh- leverage or short. And what we found is. Uh, Over the last 60 years, the market has climbed that wall of worry about 65% of the time. And we're long, meaning our investors are in the market about 65% of the time during the year. We also found that there's an 80-20 rule, like a lot of things in life, uh, there's 80% of the upside performance, Charlie, has come from 20% of the days, and you've heard of quarterly window dressing, you've heard of uh, some of the uh, strategic uh, cycles like sell and may go away, uh, those types of things. We've uh, determined that there's there's about 10 different rules and signals that we put into the uh, account to help us get in and out of the market and whether we're leveraged or even about 5% of the time we're short. So sell and may go away Uh, we've just entered into what we call the best six months. And uh, a lot of investors don't know this, but uh, most of the gains from 1950 to present uh, come from the November through April period. Um, You you would have averaged a much greater return if you just invested in the S&P 500 or Dow during that period of time. Uh, That's when we have a bullish bias uh, and then uh, during the worst six months May through October hardly any money has been gained. in fact if you had put $10,000 in the market May 1st through October 31st uh, from 1950 uh, to 2012 uh, your $10,000 would have actually declined to8800. 8, whereas $10,000 invested November 1st through April 30th would have grown to over $760,000. So that's an an example of when we would be more bullish during the November through April period. Then we look at political cycles like coming out of the midterm election into a pre-election year, This only happens every four years, and it happens to be the period we're entering right now, very bullish, historically, back to 1914. Um, So what we do is look at those cycles that have been around for a long time. They've stood the test of time. Then we look at uh, political uh, signals, such as when Congress is in session versus Congress is out of session. And, and this is what we call a, a tactical overlay. Back to 1965, most of our work goes back to um, much longer, but even 1965, you, know, you have a 50-year period of data points. Do you realize, Charlie, that when Congress is in session, the House and Senate, if you had only been invested during the days that they were in Congress, maybe raising taxes, et cetera, you would have compounded it less than 1% a year. If an investor had only invested when Congress was out of session, on vacation, you would have compounded over 16% per year. <laughs> so we combine these rules that are more um, strategic in nature with these daily uh Uh, tactical overlay like when congress is in session and out of session and that's how we uh, manage our fund on a daily basis and the results have been quite good uh, you know over the last uh, five years um, and uh, since inception since January 1st
0: 2008
2: you know Joe that, that that is absolutely fascinating Uh, And uh, that's the kind of topic I could sit down and listen to somebody talk about for three hours and try to figure out why it is that the stock market performs better when Congress is out of session than when they're in session and uh, these other matters. Uh, Just very, very fascinating. And got to hand it to you for um, establishing a mutual fund with uh, those kind of parameters, that kind of strategy. Hold that for just a minute, and we're going to take a break here, Joe, and we'll be right back.
1: Very good. According to the consulting firm Strategic Capital Allocation Group, every decade since 1900 has experienced at least one bear market, and several have experienced as many as 3. So how do we protect our principal from these declines without missing the gains when prices rise? At Strategic Investor Radio, we interview asset managers with unique strategies designed to both protect and grow your investments. Investing is not rocket science. It's rocket fuel if you know how to harness it for podcasts of our interviews please visit us at strategicinvestorradio.com
3: and now back to charlie and his guest
2: hello welcome back to strategic investor radio we're talking with joe childry with some just fascinating information about their mutual fund probabilities fund So, Joe, as you say, uh, it sounds like you guys are focused on when to be in and when to be out of the market, and then also when to be short and when to be perhaps leveraged for the market.
3: That's correct.
2: And you do this with various probabilities to always be on the positive side of opportunity, uh, so that things are typically in your favor moving forward.
3: That's the idea. It doesn't work every day, every week, every month, uh, but over time when you, you take all of these things into consideration, any edge that we can feel, and a lot of hedge fund managers do this. There's, there's more and more mutual funds coming to market that, uh, are tactical in nature. Ours is a little different and, you know, in that, uh, we, we, we use both strategic and tactical overlay. Uh, but the, one of the secrets is losing less money on, on drawdowns, Charlie. For instance, our fund, the probabilities fund, if you look at the monthly data points, we have a negative um, uh, correlation to down months. Okay, that's a, that's a mouthful, but what that means is, Typically, when the S&P 500 is down, our fund is up. And so it's kind of like a Seinfeld episode. If you remember when George uh, got his uh, test from the hospital, it was negative, and he slammed the phone down, went down and met Jerry Seinfeld for coffee, and he goes, I think I'm dying. My test was uh, negative. And Jerry goes, I think that's a positive. And this is the case. You want to be in a, in a situation where you can complement uh, a well-thought-out portfolio like, I've seen your work, Charlie, and uh, you sit down with the client and uh, evaluate every client's needs individually and tailor the portfolio to their needs. Uh, where we might be able to help is uh, as a non-correlated or uncorrelated asset class. This particular strategy has a 0.4 correlation To the S&P 500, and it's very difficult these days to find something that doesn't zig and zag with the market. In in fact, uh, a study was out by a a firm called Goldman Sachs in 2011. They wrote a white paper called "The Fashion Faux Pas of Equity Investing," and what they found is you know something that you and I already know, uh, but that is that Pretty much all equities these days, contemporary days, uh, move in unison. Whether it's U.S. or international, whether it's growth or value, small, mid, large cap. There's always outliners, but it's very difficult with the fast pace and in, in, in trading, uh, you know, in, in nanoseconds these days to really. Uh, get a true diversification in equities. This is why professionals like you are looking for something that is not going to zig and zag with the market to to, uh, offset that uh, tendency and and be able to reduce risk over time.
2: Well, and that's what the investor is always looking for, especially uh, since we haven't had a down market yet. We haven't had a bear market yet. Uh, in this decade, and every decade since 1900, has had at least one. Uh, We all need to be very, very aware of uh, what a a bear market can do to us. Uh, But we know, Joe, that uh, unfortunately not every strategy works well in every situation. Tell us, what keeps you awake at night in terms of your strategy?
3: That's sort of a two-part question the the first part of the question is it it some things don't always work you know all the time and because we're protecting principal by going to cash uh, about 30 percent of every year historically in years like 2009 and 2013 this strategy will underperform we were only up 18.7 percent in 2013 so uh that that's that's part of the uh, cycle. It's, it's part of uh, diversification, but that's, that's the uh, answer to the first part of the question. And then uh, what keeps me up at night is uh, a couple of things. One, uh, even though we do a lot of work to, uh, to go into our leveraged uh, positions by using ETFs, um, when we hit the leverage wrong, which we will, that will amplify the loss short term, so that's very uh, that that keeps me up at night. And then um, the other thing that keeps me up to n- at night are um, crisis events. Now uh, we use certain signals, and this is when we would short. Um, so when when there's something uh, like a nine a eleven, uh, something that's catastrophic, there's certain things the government does uh, that that would give us a signal. To go to cash and or even short the market, it's it's not the actual event. It's actually something uh, Congress does that that we use. Uh, and for instance, when Congress uh, is called to a special session, uh, great wealth has been destroyed uh, in the stock market historically, and that would be something that we uh, take very seriously and would would probably uh, go to cash or short. The market for the client
2: okay so we appreciate that now how about in wrapping this up joe how about to recommend recommended book or books on investing what would you recommend for our listeners
3: the stock traders almanac is a is a great reference book it, it's it's if you like these trends and patterns and some really interesting quotes by some of the world's greatest investors, that's a Wiley publication. Uh, I, I recommend that. And then uh, uh, anything Jeff Hirsch puts out from Stock Traders' Almanac, the little book. Uh, also, Sam Stolval of S&P uh, fame, he wrote a book uh, called The Seven Rules of Wall Street. And uh, obviously, both of these books, Charlie, are... Uh, uh, the theme is seasonal. The, the themes are uh, take advantage of history. You know, history does repeat itself. It doesn't uh, repeat itself exactly, but it rhymes. So you can learn from history and, uh, and, and put that in your favor.
2: Okay, thank you for that input, uh, Joe. By the way, I have the Stock Traders' Almanac sitting on my desk as well, and I'm familiar with the little book of stock market cycles that you mentioned by Jeffrey Hirsch. That's right. uh, uh, These are fascinating subjects, they really are. And as we know that uh, supposedly uh, Mark Twain said, history may not repeat itself, but it rhymes. And That's so, right. uh, you know, th- th- this is very interesting. Well, we've got to hand it to you, Joe. You have created a mutual fund that is truly unique and fascinating in uh, the aspects of uh, things that it looks at. And we'd like to congratulate you for doing that and for the growth of the Probabilities Fund. Have you got a, uh, a website uh, that you can give to people who may want to go there and find out more information about the fund?
3: Yes, uh, go to probabilitiesfund.com. And you can also go to Morningstar.com and just put in our symbol, P-R-O-T-X, and you'll see the growth from 2008 to present.
2: Okay, And if anybody like more information, uh, they're, they're welcome to send us an email at info at com, And uh, we're happy to respond to them, provide whatever information they would like um, about uh, Probabilities Fund. So, Joe, thank you again very much for joining us today. Best of luck to you and the Probabilities Fund and to all of us in investing. You're listening to Strategic Investor Radio. Thank you for joining us today. Work,
0: Wright is an investment advisor representative with partner vest advisory services llc an sec registered investment advisor the views and opinions expressed by our guests are for informational purposes only and do not necessarily reflect the views of partner vest advisory services llc or charlie Wright. partner vest and our guests are unaffiliated companies No information in this discussion is intended to provide investment, tax, or legal advice to any person, nor is it an offer to sell any security.